Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyeyi ve mürselin. Muhammedu Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. Tesliman kathiran kathira. Fama ba'du. My brothers and sisters. In a hadith in the Arba'inan Nabawiyya. Arba'unan Nabawiyya. The 40 hadith of uh, uh, Imam Nabawiyya. The, the book of 40 hadith. On the authority of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, Rasulullah is reported to have said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is good and beautiful and accepts only that which is good. And verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded the believers to, the, to do that we, which he commanded the messengers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, O you messengers, eat of the tayyibat, all kinds of halal and pure foods and perform righteous deeds and do good deeds. So, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, O you who believe, eat of the lawful things, the halal things that we have provided you. Then he, sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned the case of a man who having journeyed far is disabled and dusty and who spreads out his hand to the sky saying, Ya Rab, Ya Rab, while his food is haram, his drink is haram, his clothing is haram, and he has been nourished with haram. So how can his dua be answered? This hadith is in uh, Muslim, in Sahih Muslim. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you that the purpose of ibadah is what? The purpose of worship is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should accept our worship and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be pleased with us. As far as dua is concerned, dua is the essence of worship. Rasulullah is reported to have said in the hadith, Inna dua huwa al-ibadah. In another place he said, Ad-du'a'u mukhu al-ibadah. He said, verily, dua itself is ibadah, dua itself is worship. And in another place he said that, Dua is the brain of ibadah. It is the essence of ibadah. It is the head of ibadah, of worship. So I ask myself and I remind you to ask yourself that when dua is something which is so critically important, then isn't it essential that we make sure that we never do something which can jeopardize, which can put in danger the acceptance of our dua? Because... If the essence of worship itself is not accepted, then what about the rest of worship? That is the reason why it is not permissible to make dua to anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not permitted to make dua. We are not permitted to supplicate. We are not permitted to ask from anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, including Rasulullah sallallahu We are not allowed to make dua to Rasulullah sallallahu We cannot ask Rabbi sallallahu to give us this or that, we can only and only ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we, if we are not even allowed to ask Rasulullah how can we possibly ask anybody else? Now this dua, Rasulullah is saying, is not accepted from a person who is eating haram, who is nourished by haram, meaning that his earning is haram, his clothes are haram, which again refers to both maybe in terms of how the, uh, the the kind of dressing, which means it might be something which is not shara'i, uh, which exposes the the uh, 
the aura or it might also mean and or it might also means those clothes have been bought with haram earnings. I remind myself and you of the absolutely critical importance of eating and earning halal. There is a beautiful hadith of Rasulullah narrated by none other than Abu Bakr as-Siddiq There are very few hadiths which are narrated by Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and the reason is not because he didn't know or, or he wasn't uh, collecting the hadith or he wasn't uh, you know, paying attention. Uh, it was because he was so concerned and so worried about making a mistake in transmitting something from Rasulullah Today, this is a, this itself, before I tell you the hadith, this itself is a uh, warning for us uh, to be very careful about what we say from Rasulullah saying, claiming that this is from the Prophet Rasulullah said this or that. Before we say that, we should be absolutely clear in terms of what we are saying. Did Rasulullah actually say this or not? The reason is because of the hadith, he said, if anyone narrates from me, or anyone ascribes to me something which I did not say, then that person will find his own place in Jahannam. Nabi said, if somebody lies about what Rasulullah said, then that person will find their own place in Jahannam. And obviously, we do not want to be among those people. So, to simply say that Rasulullah said this or said that is very, very dangerous. It is lethal. It is something which can completely jeopardize our akhirah. So we should be very careful about what uh, we narrate from Rasulullah Now, in this beautiful hadith, Abu Bakr the, 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 the asbab of the hadith uh, was that Abu Bakr Siddiq came home one day and he had his servant there and he asked his servant, is there anything to drink or anything to eat? The man gave him a bowl of milk. Abu Bakr Siddiq drank that milk. When he had drunk the milk, the servant said to him, he said, Ya Sayyidi, he said, Oh, my, uh, my, my, my boss, uh, oh, my leader, oh, my Sayyid, <clears throat> you always ask me <clears throat> about the origin of whatever I give you. Anything I give you to eat, you always ask me, where did this come from? Uh, you know, uh, what is it? Where did it come from? And so on and so forth. Meaning that he always had this, he was very careful about trying to find out if what he was eating was halal. So he, this man said, you always ask me, today you did not ask me. So Abhukar Siddiqadalana said, subhanAllah, I always ask you, so I expect you to be careful, what, what is it that you gave me? The man said, before I became Muslim, I used to be a sorcerer. And one of the things I, one of those times, during that time, I did something for a particular tribe, which lives outside Medina, and they were supposed to pay me something for it and they did not pay me. Today, I was passing by there, so they gave me this bowl of milk as a payment for this thing which I did before I was Muslim. I gave it to you and you drank it. Abhukar Siddiq made istighfar and then he put his fingers down his throat and he started vomiting. And he brought out all of that milk and he kept on vomiting until he brought out blood. Now people stopped him and they said, SubhanAllah, you will kill yourself. What is it you are doing? And why are you doing this? This is, you know, you're being extreme. Abu Bakr Siddiq said, I have heard from my dear friend. And who is his friend? Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
He said, I've heard from my dearest friend that if a person swallows one morsel of haram and that becomes part of his body, then the fire of Jahannam is wajib, is definitely going to burn that body. Now, the point I want to make for you is this. Look at this whole incident. Abu Bakr Siddiq is drinking something which by itself is halal, which is milk. Obviously, being Abu Bakr Siddiq, he would have said Bismillah before he drank it. This is my belief. It is not narrated in the story, but it, to, to expect that Abu Bakr Siddiq would have eaten or drunk something without saying Bismillah is inconceivable for me. So he would have said Bismillah. Second, that is second point. Third point is that this milk did not belong to him. This milk actually was the property of this of the of his servant. The servant gave it to him. So it's a gift from a Muslim brother, a gift of something halal. And Abu Bakr Siddiq is saying Bismillah and drinking it. Yet, when he heard about the origin of this thing, he vomited it and took it out. Why? Because if you look at the at the whole incident, to eat or drink something which is by itself halal is halal. To eat or drink something by itself which is halal without knowing its origin, when it's a gift from, from another Muslim brother, is no problem with that. To eat or drink something which is halal, simply by saying, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, this is no problem. This is not even a matter of slaughter. Think about it. We are just talking about milk. We are not talking about slaughter. Yet, Abu Bakr Siddiq Anhu, who we presume knows more Islam than you and I do, what is his attitude? His attitude is, I will not take a risk with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. So he brings this whole thing out. Even though, if you look at it from the perspective of fiqh, there is absolutely nothing wrong that Abu Bakr Siddiq Anhu had done. What does it tell us about the importance of eating and drinking only and only halal? Therefore, when we eat or drink something which has got in its contents, in its ingredients, something which is unknown, it has some unknown formula, it has got some, some unknown contents, for a Muslim to eat or drink that is completely prohibited because what is there he does not know. If a person does not know, they are not supposed to touch it. Because we have the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu where he said, Al-halalu bayin wa haramu bayin wa bayinahuma mushtabihat. He said the halal is clear and the haram is clear and between the two are doubtful matters. And he said the one who falls in, and he said most people do not know. And then he said the one who falls into the doubtful matters has actually fallen into haram. And then he said this is like a shepherd who is grazing his uh, sheep near the boundary of the king. He said every king has a boundary and the boundary of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are his prohibitions, what he has prohibited. And he said if a shepherd is grazing his sheep near the boundary of a king, if he's close to the boundary, then the chances are that some sheep will stray into the boundary and the shepherd will be in trouble. So the safety for the shepherd lies in keeping his sheep far away from the boundary of the king. So, so also with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's boundaries, safety for us lies in staying far away from them. Not on, not in skating on thin ice, not in, uh, you know, in, 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 in arguing in terms of fiqh and saying, well, you know, this sheikh said that and this alim said that and this mufti said that and this uh, imam said that and that imam said that. Uh, you just say bismillah and eat this and eat that. 
the point being we are not talking here we are not saying that whoever said that is a liar we are not saying that whoever said that is ignorant we are just saying that in terms of safety if you are eating or drinking something which you are not sure about then you are playing with fire quite literally the example i always give and i want to end with that is that if somebody if you were violently allergic to something for example people are violently allergic to shellfish or they are violently allergic to almonds or we are violently allergic to something some ingredient in a, in food and if someone tells you that in this beautiful buffet there is one thing in which there is this allergen there is this thing which makes you violently sick because you are allergic to that will you take a chance with any of the items on that buffet will you say okay after all there are hospitals and so on i'm going to call er and have them stand by and i'm going to eat this thing and then if i collapse then they will take me to er will you do this i mean this is this would be insane if you did that right nobody in this in their right mind would do that yet when it is when it comes to the prohibitions of allah subhanahu wa taala we are ready to do the equivalent of that we are ready to play games with the with what allah subhanahu wa taala has prohibited i remind myself in you there is nothing more valuable than dua which is accepted because when do we ask dua we ask dua when everything else fails when we have no hope in any matter in any uh, scheme in any resource of this world when we are completely helpless this is the time you raise your hand this is the time you put your head down on the on the on the floor and you when you beg allah subhanahu wa taala and say ya rab there is no one who can help me except you please help me and at that time do you want to be in a position where your dua is not answered because you have been eating or drinking or earning haram and going into doubtful matters is equal to going into haram so i remind myself when you play safe we do not take risks with allah subhanahu wa taala we do not play games with allah subhanahu wa taala we do what allah has has permitted us and we do not do what allah has prohibited and we do not do anything which is doubtful wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar rahim